The Rockaway Peninsula in southeastern Queens may not even be as old as a Leonardo da Vinci painting, and it's arguably just as fragile. In a new research paper, Eric Sanderson, a senior ecologist at the Wildlife Conservation Society, says the Rockaways are far younger than previously thought. Sanderson is the author of the best-selling book, Manahatta, A Natural History of New York City, and he joins us now. Good morning, Eric. So, you know, your paper says the Rockaway Peninsula is about 400 years old and that the islands in Jamaica Bay to the north are about 200 years old. How did you figure that out? Yeah, we've been trying to figure out what New York City looked like to Henry Hudson when he first arrived 400 years ago. And we spent about a decade on Manhattan, and we've been focusing on the rest of the city since. And Jamaica Bay has been a big problem for us um, because when you look at the old maps, in every version of Jam- every map has a different version of Jamaica Bay. So eventually we just got all of the maps we could find from 1501 1501 to 1844, and we looked at every one of them. And in series, what they show is the Rockaway Peninsula growing through time and eventually these wetland islands forming in the middle of Jamaica Bay. Most people assume those land formations were much older than that. How, How can you be so certain that those old maps are accurate? Well, you know, individually, for a long time we thought... You know, maybe they all show the same thing. They don't show any marsh islands, and they show a much shorter and stubbier uh, Rockaway Peninsula. And we used to just think, you know, well, that maybe that map is wrong, or maybe this person didn't map that. But when you look at them all together, they make a very compelling story, and that compelling story fits with how we understand the geomorphology of Long Island, which is to say that the Rockaway Peninsula and Coney Island are part of the barrier island system that stretches all the way from Montauk to Brooklyn. And that is moving from the east to the west and growing through time. And how exactly, what is your theory about how, how they're growing over time? Yeah, the, the way the, the shape of the coast interacts with the waves, it pushes the sand up onto the beach and then the waves fall back down. And that actually causes this accretion to happen. And that was, that was happening, you can see it very clearly in the 19th century maps when the Rockaways grew three and a half miles between about 1850 and 1900. Um, We think over the course of 400 years, they've grown up to seven miles in distance. It wasn't until the 1920s that we actually started building structures to try and hold the Rockaways in place. And what's the significance that the Rockaways and the islands are much younger than expected? Well, I think I think what's important to remember is that the land comes from someplace. It comes from nature, and and we need to be aware of the sort of natural processes that create it. Um, sometimes we we try and stop those processes to create housing developments, like on the Rockaways, and then that creates the circumstances where people you know get flooded and we lose houses and we lose life. So I think we need to find ways for our city to work better with the nature of it instead of trying to resist that nature. Well, I mean, could someone interpret your research as proving that, you know, well, nature giveth and nature taketh away and that if global warming and sea level rise end up obliterating the Rockaway Peninsula, well, it was only a few hundred years old anyway? Yeah, I think, I think that's the, long, the long-term story. A hundred years from now, it may not be tenable to be living on the Rockaways anymore. And I think um, instead of, you know, waiting for a hundred years to solve that problem, maybe we should be thinking in advance about what we should do, uh, do about it now. And just very briefly, what can we do about it now? Well, I think we can get out of the way and not build structures that we expect to last forever. Um, I also think we need to think really seriously about the strategies that we use to reduce flooding in the future and try and use nature-based strategies as much as possible. Um, Shallowing Jamaica Bay, restoring the Marsh Islands, um, and letting nature do its work rather than trying to stand in the way. Eric Sanderson is senior conservation ecologist at the Wildlife Conservation Society and author of the book, Manahatta, A Natural History of New York City. Thanks so much for coming on this morning. Thank you.
And support for New York Public Radio's Resilience Reporting is provided by the Rockefeller Foundation.